0: It's episode 90 of The Platformers, a quad-monthly show about video games and nerd culture. <laughs> I am your host. Quad-monthly? I am oh your host, God. Brian Barnett. Well, hang on, though. If, if you
1: have, if there's five weeks, sometimes you get, like, a little bit of five weeks in a month. Do you do an episode on that fifth week, or do you just skip? Uh, you gotta stick to quad.
0: Well, actually, you know what? Ah, fra- No, because it, it works because we, we push the episodes on Thursday.
2: This is how we're so starting this episode? This is, this is the episode? This is, we're yes. starting this way. This, this is, is how this we're
0: starting it, yes. So, so, okay, so this month there are five Mondays, right? But since we don't publish till Thursday, there's only four Thursdays, so it's fine. Now let's see. Oh,
1: uh, you got me. Is there any, you got me.
0: Is there any week in which there's is there any month in which there's five Thursdays? Crap, next month there are five Thursdays. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay, you, so you it can't is a... So week. it's a quad you get a week off though. It's a quad monthly uh sometimes quin monthly podcast.
1: Quin monthly. A Quapento weekly. Quapento.
0: That's that cannot possibly be right. That sounds like some sort of Quapen, a filled olive. Quapenta. All right. Quapenta. Okay, well all right. Regardless similar to last week on the show, I am joined by the illustrious Andrew Wolf.
2: <laughs> I don't know what that Jesus. was.
0: I guess. <laughs> and here. also Josh Mubley. What's up? <laughs> here to here to keep me on my toes about how many times yeah. we record this podcast. I just wanted to be I wanted to be able to say something like fortnightly, but it's definitely not a fortnightly podcast.
1: Yeah, no i i do run a fortnightly podcast yes that which is, is accurate and correct which is excellent after and last week's thanks.
2: episode thanks Buck. chris slid into my dms and thanked me for keeping us all on track so here i am
1: oh, oh well chris yeah right
0: into people's dms he didn't thank me for any of that and i did some of that too i think <laughs>
1: <laughs> he needs to get out of people's DMs. Uh-huh. He needs
0: to, he needs to mm-hmm. slide Back on. To
1: singing. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> By
0: the way, hold on. Dance guys. for me, boy. Hold on, guys. I gotta send you. I gotta, so I'm going to send you something, and in the in the in the um, interests of fairness, I am also going to put this um, through to all of our listeners. Uh, because Chris sent me a picture of Yes, <laughs>
2: yes he did.
0: <laughs> oh no. In his full, uh, in his full costume. in the hat, get up. Yes, it's, it's glorious. And I'm going to send it to you right now and we can, there it is. It's is it? on, oh. please tell me. it's, it's gonna 20... be like.
2: It's... <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: please,
2: please tell me it, hang on. He looks like he's it. in like uh, Panic at the Disco. He does! Or oh my god! My Chemical Romance. That's <laughs> okay. Hang on now. He's definitely in a like mid to late two thousands. <laughs> please tell band. me. Please tell me this is going to be the the it podcast is. episode. Yes, art. this is going to
0: be. This is going to be on <laughs> the tweet on the that flag. goes out. This is going to be the thumbnail.
2: Mm,
1: That's fine. It's Chris. He does approved. definitely look very my Panic at the Disco. Yeah. My,
0: my Panic. <laughs> <laughs> my chemical panic at the disco
1: <laughs> yes I like my chemical romance they're great're oh, they were great I, they I would,
0: somebody was asking about I don't like I don't like uh I don't like panic at the disco th- I mean that one song was really great <laughs> That one what is it I write uh tragedies not... not turn up sir I write what? something. <laughs> not turned down for what not, <laughs>
2: not that other thing <laughs>
0: oh. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 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 pretty good. I, somebody put out something that um, I forget. It was all on Twitter or Facebook or something like that, like asking what what's the most perfect like what's what's a perfect album uh, that like you never skip a single track on, like like every song is perfect. And three cheers for sweet revenge by My Chemical Romance is one of my perfect albums. I would I would say Black Parade.
1: Uh, Black Parade's good demon days by the gorillas that's a perfect album yeah
2: but i could never say like my my chemical romance i don't know i had a girlfriend that she'd say my chem my chem was her favorite band <laughs> to like totes my fab my chem there's no chance you, she's listening to. are this.
0: you totes jelly i'm on a first name basis with him
2: <laughs> she actually won don't even know she actually won a backstage pass and got to meet. how did i call this
0: already like she did.
2: <laughs> she like she Called into some radio station And she won I don't know It was crazy I
1: actually did meet Gerard Way once At a comic convention
2: I've heard He's it. a very cool oh, guy. Really I've heard He's an, like a super asshole <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah
1: Because that is not the, At all the experience I had with him He
2: was super cool Interesting Yeah
0: That's cool Because yeah. he's also doing He's doing an imprint For DC Um Yeah
1: mm-hmm. And Although yeah, I did meet him like mostly post uh, my cam Pretty sure. Stuff. I'm pretty sure. Come on, sure. Josh. You can't. We can't. No, be, no, no, no. Because I have, he, he has admitted to stories like during like the Black Parade era. He was kind
0: of a Wait, douche. Jared like he's Leto? even said
1: himself. No, no not Jared Leto uh, from
0: 30 Seconds to Mars, Fight Club, no. and That's who I was Blade Runner 2049. About. Oh, no. I said Gerard Way. I literally said
1: that. <laughs> There was I was going to say Jared Leto. No, no, I could see Jared Leto being an
2: ass. Jared Leto. <laughs> Although I
0: think he peed. I do have in, a funny in, story
2: about Jared Leto he, and how he hit me. He peed in Will Smith's oatmeal on the set of uh Wait, what? Yeah. Look it up. Jared Leto what peed in Will Oatmeal. What do we Robert's have with Will Smith? And what was uh what was that movie they were in together? That DC movie.
1: Suicide Squad. Yes. Score. Oh.
2: Everybody hated him because he just bad. got so into the Joker character that he was doing like really crazy. Because he's, me- yeah. he's a
1: method
0: actor. Yeah. So, with Heath Le- so was Heath Ledger and he was a freaking great guy.
2: Well, he also killed himself because of it. Right?
0: Well, <laughs> and that was an
2: accident. Yeah, but, but he got so dark into the Joker. It was a different Joker who, role, I I think. Who killed himself? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he Fletcher, yeah, he, he Fletcher, accidentally killed himself oh. by a drug. He, okay, it was a it was he an accidental
1: transition to another person. I was like, Jared Leto is alive. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> let Jared him. Leto <laughs> accidentally
0: killed himself after he peed into Will Smith's Cheerios.
1: <laughs> he was like, "Filthy, this is hilarious," and then he fell off the chair. Oh, and hit his head. that was the last <laughs> I ever saw him.
2: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Cause this is a good this is a good episode this is an excellent episode already episode ninety there's only ten more episodes until you break one hundred you guys you gonna do anything special I say you guys well, we like should. i'm not gonna be on episode one hundred well. on. <laughs> I'll be here
0: yeah I, I, I uh i I don't know what we're gonna do we'll we'll have to plan something
2: yeah it'll be good we'll
0: have to have uh we'll have to have somebody special on because nobody
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's just a bunch of
0: chumps on it right
2: now. Just get Jared Leto on.
0: <laughs> we need to get Jared Leto on, which I would love to do that if he hadn't killed himself.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus! Jared Leto killed himself. All right, we
0: got to get him out of himself. here. We got to get out of here. Chewy, get us out of here. Speaking yeah, we of have Chewy, a lot of Dragon Ball to talk about. Speaking huh? of Chewy, <laughs> speaking actually, of Chewy. I don't have anything to say about Dragon
2: Ball this week. We're skipping.
1: Chris oh my said God. we can't
2: talk about Dragon Ball Z this week.
1: Did he really? <laughs> he alluded.
2: to Oh it. well. Okay, so that's w- fine
1: because I have I have literally nothing to contribute yeah,
2: about Dragon Ball. He Star.
0: and Jess just finished uh, kind of a milestone in their Dragon Ball Z watching. So going to say in their marriage.
2: Well, I guess it is in their marriage. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about in their this, dating this, relationship. The official solo a Star Wars story trailer it was fantastic. So I, have,
0: I have not seen this. I thought it was uh, it was great. I've um, I've not I, seen I'll, this. Are you is holding it, back? I've liked, I've liked every other trailer.
1: Um. Actually, it was at Saint, uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con this weekend, so when it dropped, I couldn't watch it immediately. Mm. And I was driving back, and then it was me and uh, my best friend, Alan, who listens to the, who listens to uh, my podcast.
2: Shout out, out to, to, to Alan. What's
1: up? Shout out. We were in the car, and I was like, okay, we got to watch this trailer. And he pulled it up on the phone. I couldn't even see half the trailer because it was on a phone because there's a lot of little like details. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even notice the like Star Destroyer construction yard mm. thing. Cause it was like too dark. I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> but then when I watched it again later, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. But um, and then when it was over and the title popped up, I just screamed in the car. I was like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That looks fun as hell. Are people, people <laughs> really hating on it. Uh, this trailer I saw a couple, but most pe I, most people I think actually are a lot more positive on this one. I don't, one, I don't know that I. Surprising.
2: I don't know that I've been this excited for a Star Wars movie since, episode. Episode Seven, like the trailer for Episode Seven, like of course, like I was going nuts. But like this one, I'm like, I mean, I holy shit! (laughs) Like I'm pumped for this. I get
1: very excited about all the trailers, so I'm not. I'm a little biased, but uh, no, I I I I was reliable narrator. I was kind of like, this movie's gonna happen. I I like Han Solo as a character. He's not my favorite character, but I'm excited to have just this fun movie. Yeah, like that's all I'm expecting of it. I'm like, I just want Guardians in. The Star Wars universe. It's like this will be fun. I still, I think th- the movie is a train heist, which the trailer sort of shows more of. And I was like, yeah, I definitely think this is a train heist movie. Um, and then uh, so it's like
0: a Star Wars version of the Italian Job.
2: Probably. Probably. I I, I, like the I think of it job. more
0: like a western. Dude, I train love the Italian heist. Job. I'm not I'm not talking Classic. smack on the Italian Job.
2: No, no, no. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: I, I I think it has a lot more western just cinematography in it as well like even with the shot with like unbuckling the blaster hmm. from his hip and stuff and yeah, like, yeah that yeah. is very like fistful Looking of dollars through, like you see lando like through his legs at the sabacc game so it's, it has tons of western stuff which i'm so into they're trying to go more for like a yeah uh, i think they're going for more like a western space western feel yeah train heist thing and it just i don't know it looks super fun i don't know like i uh, i know people are some people are down on it and i'm just like can't please everybody i don't care i'm super pumped I'm
2: borderline so- borderline <laughs> sexually aroused by the idea of just unlimited <laughs> star wars because disney's just gonna keep pumping it out and i'm like like getting a little bit of a I bit know rebar. some people
0: are like you got like a half chub people are like
2: yeah oh is there too much and i'm
1: like you're getting wo- you're getting one movie a year yeah and then if you really care like me who's a crazy person you buy every comic and book that comes out yeah and you can and and you're you're satiated for a long long time <clears throat> and then even then you have 30 years of legends content if you're like i never read any of that which i never did and i can go back and read that stuff if i want uh, even though it's not technically canon it's still fun that's sort
2: of how i but, felt about the hobbit movies people are like oh you know and the hobbit is one of my favorite like those books of of all time i back you
1: up i i Adore that book, which and, is why I don't really like book. No, movies. and that,
2: a lot of people have that same reaction. I had a similar reaction, but what I love is Middle Earth. I love, I love the setting. I love the stories. So it was like it is a great setting. Like, yeah, they could have done The Hobbit in one, maybe two books if they really stretched it out, or two movies. Apologies. Um, two movies, yeah. But I just love the setting, and I, I love, I love seeing more. So I'm happy. I don't know. I was happy with it. They weren't great movies, but I was happy with it. What I'm really happy about is that. Like Amazon just spent like three billion dollars on the spending, rights to the TV. No, they
1: they spent. Um, I think it's half a bill.
2: Yeah, it was something crazy. Half a
1: billion dollars on the rights, and like pff, there's a budget of that going in, and they they're. I think the, people were the rights to that what? By the time Lord of the Rings TV series. This, yeah. Oh. By the time they get this Lord of the Rings TV series set up, it may have cost them like a billion dollars yeah. just to do it. But they Jeez. have to start
2: filming soon. They have to start filming before the end of 2018, or start production. Sorry.
1: Which, do you find that troubling? Because a lot of people point out that uh, the Hobbit wasn't as great because they rushed the hell out of it. It didn't have the three years of yeah. You production gotta you gotta take that your the time. Lord of the Rings trilogy well, had. I don't yeah. know that
2: I don't know that starting production. I don't know what exactly what that means from like an industry standpoint. But I, I don't have any problem with them like
1: starting pre production is what I yeah. mean. Yeah, like not even. Uh,
2: Filming. I don't know. What I read is they were surprised they point- at how quickly like the deal how smooth the deal was. Quickly is maybe the wrong word, but it was like surprisingly smooth because there's so many hands in that Tolkien cookie jar that And they they're, they're just, all like, pr- like
0: the family is very tight about like what they allow to be done. Yeah. So, yeah. well that that in the the movie rights
1: to certain works are owned by different companies. Yeah, like Miramax so like, and or yeah.
2: WB and
1: and In, then there's the I whole deal re- with I don't remember who owns the Hobbit. I think MGM owned the Hobbit rights yeah. when Lord of the Rings was coming out and, and I don't even remember who released Lord of the Rings. W B, right? I think so. Warner Brothers. Uh, so. They released Lord of the Rings and so they had to come up with this weird deal to even get the hobbit released i actually i'm sad because i wanted to see the the gilmore del toro hobbit yeah we'll never see likewise unfortunately
2: likewise it would have been great i haven't seen shape of water though so i don't
1: i just saw it two days ago is it worth
2: watching did it yes have you seen three billboards not yet because i'm kind of curious because to me it was not
0: it was not uh i knew wb sounded wrong it was new line yeah um well wb owns it now Something, right. something or weird. They own
2: New Line? I don't know. Well, because WB put out the games, I think.
1: Yeah, they did. They published they, they did. all the games, but I'm pretty sure they own the rights to it now. You know, the games they
2: own. New the Line? games back on PS2, I think, were my favorite when you played as like a whole party. I'm not a big fan of the. It's just a reskinned Assassin's Creed. I'm not a big fan of Shadows of Mordor or whatever. I know I might I'm get a lot good. of hate I'm for that, either. but it's just a I, reskinned I, Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. I'll b-
1: I'll back you up. Because I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Mordor games either. And my my joke is that they feel like the Dark Horse comics version of Middle Earth. <laughs> and I'm just that's not very into that. Yeah, that's very appropriate. I, I'm not into that. I want someone to make a Lord of the Rings game that's like hard and fast like Tolkien. Like really sticks to the rules of that world in that mythos and like really tries to like tries to tell us a, a new story in that world using what's already there yeah, yeah. which is like, difficult I think that would, it would be interesting is like here's the pieces you have try to do this instead of being like we made a fourth ring of power <laughs> like, oh my goodness like enough
0: that's yeah. like, not we the end all be all there was way more cool stuff that happened <laughs> yeah. outside of that whole conflict There's which period I... way more cool stuff that's just
1: referenced offhand like when you read the books yeah like People don't like the long-windedness of Tolkien. I love it, weirdly, because it reads like just epic poetry. And randomly, characters will be like... Oh, I haven't seen this kind of act since the Battle of Burpeter that happened on the Mountain of Zipbop when when <laughs> Shupadup killed Mipop. And you, and you're like, I don't know what any of that means, but, but Middle I Earth, mid,
0: that's not that's not yeah. Tolkien's Middle Earth. That's the Scatman's Middle <laughs> that's
2: Earth. That's Rick and <laughs> Morty. Bob, 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 Doop, r- 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 Rick and Morty Middle but Earth. It,
0: but it's so interesting because yeah. like I actually fell off of the Hobbit movies. I, like I watched the first one in theaters and I was like, I. I'm good. Like the book was good enough, and so to get my Middle Earth fix, also because I I don't super care for the Middle Earth games, um, I started reading the Silmarillion, and that doesn't have almost anything to do so far with what I've read about the the Rings of Power. Although I know at some point it does get into it does. them, but um, but like that has been how I've gotten my fix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, talking
1: well, there's about also the, there's all that unpublished
2: where his Uh, son like
1: just writings and like short stories that never got finished and stuff that they release. So like there's a lot of, there's a lot of substance there and, uh, but there's, yeah, there's not like anyone doing anything new. I've always thought like they should just have someone write a comic series that takes place in middle earth and just have a story.
0: Dude, that would be so good with like a, with like a, um, like a, like a Don Bluth style, kind of sword in the stone sure. art style. Oh, man. By the
1: way, I looked up New Line Cinema. They are owned by Warner Brothers. So. Okay, okay, okay. In
2: a roundabout way. There you go. So that's
0: like the, that's like the what is it, the Konami and the Ultra or whatever from the NES yeah. days? They're like just putting it out under different well, labels or whatever? Well, that's, I mean,
1: film companies will own multiple...
0: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, stuff.
1: yeah. So, so WB didn't do the production of it, but New Line did and all that stuff yeah it's kind of like how you know a game like a game company like Zenimax owns bethesda yeah and then bethesda themselves own a bunch of different like studios id
0: and, and stuff like arcane and awesome yeah. yeah speaking of the of the uh, what is it was it uh, legends star wars legends is that what it's yes. called so yeah. um that's the like
1: timeline before disney took it over okay that's so now consider it's not considered not canon it's kind of its own like alternate timeline now. And,
0: but apparently and they're Disney bringing Marvel elements... And Marvel republish
1: all that content with a band on it. That's okay.
0: Legends. Okay. So, so I got you know. some... My buddy gave me like eight books. Uh, eight Star Wars books that he wasn't... Uh, he didn't have any... He didn't really care for anymore. There are uh, a bunch of Timothy Zahn oh. uh, ones.
1: Are they the Thrawn? The Thrawn Thron trilogy? I don't
0: know. Incredible. Is there a
1: guy going like this with <clears throat> a bunch of lasers coming out of his fingers?
0: I don't think so. There's an old wizard. Uh, it's like... Yeah. Somebody of the force. I don't know. I forget what it was. It's like some sure. some sort of family series. It had some old wizard man Timothy and then it had Luke on the cover. I Timothy think there Zon's. was one with Mara Jade on it. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. I that haven't sounds like I haven't, Thrawn read trilogy. It. I haven't read any of those. I think the So the people
1: really love the Thrawn trilogy, but I've heard from people now who are reading it for the first time who are like, Wow, this doesn't hold up. Oh. Um but that's not to say that there aren't legends books that are
0: really good so,
1: but I, I mean I've read heard that from, many of them so I don't
0: know. yeah, I've heard that the that the Zon books are are good.
1: I mean you can read them and you might appreciate them. There is a comic version. they did release those three books as comics. Ooh, so I, might actually, novels, I might actually I might actually prefer that because that'd be
0: a little bit faster yeah, yeah, I I mean, they're doing the same thing than.
1: with the Thrawn book that just the Canon Thron book that just got written by Timothy Zahn. They're re-releasing it as a comic, so I was like, well, then I'm just not going to read the book. I'm going to wait for the trade to come out
0: and just read that. Heck yeah, that sounds great.
2: My understanding is that Timothy Zahn is not single-handedly attributed to getting Star Wars rebooted, but that Star Wars has kind of died down and had been since the 80s since anything really came out. And when he wrote the books, here, Josh was going to go ahead. No, no, I know. I'm, I, was, I was waiting. It's, there we he's go. He's going to step it's in. A
1: period, it's a period of history called the Dark Times. <laughs> See, this is what you got to do. This is,
0: it, for those of you who Little haven't bait. interacted Little with bait. Josh a lot, all you got to do is, it's like with me. You just chum the water and then wait for him <laughs> to show up. Chum, chum the water.
1: Uh, the There's a period times. in Star Wars fandom known as the Dark Times, and it takes place right when Return of the Jedi comes out up until... The 90s when heir to the empire which is the first timothy lawn novel comes out there was literally no star wars
0: content for i think you'll also notice that um that you know before <laughs> the the dark times were also called by obi-wan kenobi the time when the empire rose up and the dark side right, proliferated, <laughs> and uh the jedi fell fight. and became less prominent so. oh my god but anyway you are right about
1: that though that's why they call it that uh But there was no content. But what happened was Lucas wasn't 100% sure if Star Wars even resonated anymore, like if people cared about it. So they stopped releasing books. They stopped releasing anything. George was like, we're just going to put the franchise on hold and just, I'm just going to do other stuff.
0: He's such a smart, insightful man who's so in touch with the fan base. So he knew that it was just... He (laughs) actually... This was in hindsight, (laughs) this was the
1: smartest thing he ever did because... Uh, Kenner who owned the toy rights to Star Wars kept trying to release toys of just like random stuff and the thing is that they just could not sell them. Like the walrus man Yeah exactly (laughs) because there was no interest really in Star Wars. There was nothing coming out so like toys sales for them were like just dying down but what's funny is that in the original contract for Kenner where they got way more of the toy profits than Lucas did they had a clause in there that was like, if they don't release any new Star Wars toys for a certain period of time, the rights will fall back to Lucas. So then in the mid-90s, they they didn't, they didn't forgot, and they just didn't release Star Wars toys for a super long time. And then George was like, I have the Star Wars rights again. And there was like, who wants to buy them? We're going to release a bunch of stuff. And that's when they did, like, uh, Shadows of the Empire... The game, which had the book and the uh, the comic all tied together, Jeez. they released a bunch of toys around it. Hasbro Dude. ended up getting the rights to the toys. This was the
0: smartest. And then he and let, then me, he jump oh, make the let me jump in so real quick.
1: The prequels. Let me jump in real quick. was like, the smartest thing you ever. Because
0: did. it that's as a testament to what you're saying, as a testament to how smart that was. I never played Shadows of the Empire. I never read the comics. I never read any of the books. I had a Dash Rendar action figure. That's funny. Like, I yeah, was just I, like, um, no, this I actually, dude looks cool. He's got a cool outfit and a backpack with a
1: gun over his shoulder. Like, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> I had, because I collect Star Wars games, I had Shadows of the Empire, but I got rid of it recently. Not because I'm like, this game sucks, but because I've heard I it like, sucks, though.
0: It actually holds up all oh, right. Oh, Dad Gum, look, look at yeah. that.
1: Got some toys. Are those the 40th anniversary? Yeah. These Wolf's the, got a General Grievous yeah. looks like.
2: They're like unpunched. Dude, I used to work at Target, when, so I'd always get them unpunched.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. So got, like, I uh, When I was at Silicon Valley Comic Con, I saw, there was a bunch of Star Wars cosplay. I saw a kid dressed as General Grievous, and I was like,
2: yeah.
0: Oh. I was um, like, General, this kid knows what's up. General Joshua. Grievous is like and this is we he's were cool. talking last week about the Gendi Tartakovsky like Clone Wars cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which I really enjoyed. That has the best That's considered legends now. The best version of General Grievous. Because he's not He's he's kind of scary in the movie, but he 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 goes out like a chump. Like I mean, yeah, he kind of gets
1: killed. Super quick because it in takes like Clone three Wars,
0: seconds for him to chop all his hands off.
1: Like it, it's funny too because uh, in Clone Wars he's like a he's one of the primary villains and he actually is like super menacing and does a bunch of crazy stuff. And then in the book Dark Disciple, he's in that and like he and a bunch of droids just kill like a whole lot of people. Yeah, and stuff. But then they're like, oh, we got to get rid of him in Episode Three. So then, which is so dumb.
2: Joshua, fast. you wanna but you wanna plug your. Your podcast, real quick.
1: Yeah, if you like hearing me ramble about Star Wars, you can listen to me on Long Time Ago Radio. Which, uh, if you can't, if you don't find it on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, it's on all those. But you can also go to
2: starwarspodcast.com and we have a bunch of stuff there. I love it.
1: We also have like documentary recommendations, video recommendations, like just we post like fun stuff. Have I ever there. told
2: you I'm a member of the Five Hundred First Legion?
1: No, but our my co-host is also nice. What what
2: garrison are you? Garrison with? Titan, Seattle Garrison.
1: Seattle. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's in. Um, I manage the social so, media. He's in SoCal.
2: I manage. Yep. Oh, see, SoCal gets all the goodies. They get to do like Rose they Bowl. do. And, he's like,
1: always telling me he's like people have like all these script leaks which never turn out to be real. anyway. <laughs>
0: but, like,
2: yeah. Um, he's very funny. nice.
0: He's like, oh, now, stuff. for those of us at home, I know exactly what you're talking about. But for those of us at home, what? is the is the legion. I'll so. let, I'll let you yeah. explain
2: so, cuz you're actually File <laughs> First Legion is a worldwide uh, Star Wars costuming organization. So like um, the Seattle Garrison, they call Garrisons if they're in different parts of the of the world. Um, the Seattle Garrison, we do like charity events. We go to different events and um, organizations like donate money. Like we go to like a our spring fair and our summer or our fall fair and they they donate like 5000 bucks to um, the Seattle Children's Hospital up here in Seattle and the the Children's Therapy Center in Kent. Um, and they, I don't know, I think worldwide uh, we raised $13 million in like 2013, we raised like $13 million worldwide. So um, you can find out more information on com. That's 501st.com. It's a great organization. There's a rebel Legion one too, which is those rebel scum, but um, Fire First Legion <laughs> is like movie accurate Star Wars costumes. They have to be movie accurate before you can get approved. Um, it's cool. It's a, it's a good organization. Yeah. So, and so they
1: make you they make you do like they call them troops, or they make you go to conventions and charity events. Like you have to do a certain amount. Like in yeah,
2: a, you have to do you have to whatever. at least do one in a year to stay an active member. Otherwise, you have to apply again. You have to take photos, and it, it has to be movie accurate. So what?
0: Costume? Do you have, or do you have more than one?
2: Uh, I have more than one. The one I got to get into the file first. So a lot of people do like um, officers because it's it's a soft Easy. costume. You don't, you know, like you don't have, like with Luke or anyone like any face characters. You have to have the right hair. and You have to like be the right age and stuff like that. Um, I did a stormtrooper. That was my first. That is
0: the only correct answer <laughs> a new hope because no, they have There's like imperial guards and all that and i don't care the only <laughs> correct answer is stormtrooper or biker scout yeah those are the that's, only correct
1: those, answers because that would be what i would do. i don't know dude the, the friggin snowtroopers on the on the train and the new solo trailer okay snow
0: troopers snow troopers are pretty cool now as somebody who hasn't sorry you know if i'm cutting you off from anything else that you wanted to say about the 501st uh, as somebody who has not seen the new solo trailer, is there anything to differentiate it between the stuff that we've seen so far? Like, is it is it is there's it...
1: tons. like most I'd say ninety eight percent of the shots are shots you haven't seen.
2: Yeah, okay. I yeah, I mean there was yeah. a few that they recycled, but for the most part, it's a hundred percent worth watching. And
1: some of them are like the same shot but different mm-hmm. from a different like angle or something. They have that shot of like Han looking up at the cockpit in that first trailer. That yeah. shot is shown again, except Chewie's there also. I, like it's I
2: kind of don't like when when trailers do that. I I don't, can't think of any movies in particular, but where they'll show scenes that you're like, holy shit, this is this is a rad scene, and then the movie it's just not in the movie.
0: Yeah, uh, that happens I, all the time. I hate, I hate that. it. I hate it
2: because they use it to dig really in, and then they I don't know.
1: Uh, well, it's, I, f- I would say it's. R- I mean, Rogue One, they did it because that movie got like 70% of it is different from what it turned out to be. The last TIE year, Fighter it, bit. All of it yeah. was there. I
2: didn't mean Star Wars movies there. in particular. I just meant movies. Oh, I mean, in yeah. But it happens.
1: Yeah. It's just like. That was just the first example go, I could think of. Yeah, yeah. Last minute, sometimes they'll just be like, okay, this scene. Actually doesn't really work or like it's good for a trailer, but it's not good for the actual flow of the movie So we're gonna cut it out. The
2: other but, thing I don't like yeah. is when uh, when trailers show they're like two and a half minutes And it's just like well, I guess I don't need to see that movie anymore Like it legitimately I mean, shows like, like the entire I mean, Those are usually like lower budget or like movies that don't give a shit about but
0: or really huge budget movies like Justice League <laughs> let, me, let me talk for a moment because you asked me earlier if I'd been staying away from the solo trailer Mm -hmm. The answer to that is no, because I've actually had to work on stories for solo. So like, I can't, I can't can't stay spoilery or whatever. I, excuse me. I have been doing that. I did that for, hmm, I did stay, I went in, uh, like blackout for justice league and I did the same thing for last Jedi. I'm really glad that I did it for justice league because literally all of the good moments in that movie are in the trailer.
2: Um, <laughs> there's the, all six of them or four of them two of them
0: yeah the, literally the best moment in the whole movie which is the one where they where they meet commissioner gordon uh it, that, that's in the like the entirety of the good parts of that scene are in the trailer and i was just like well that, that is surprising. so i watched the trailer after the movie and i was like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't watch this because that was the big thing about batman vs superman i was like i feel like if i hadn't watched the trailer i would have enjoyed that movie more and after watching Justice League without seeing it, and then you know seeing it afterwards, I, I 100% believe that. For the Last Jedi, I didn't watch it, and I watched like three movies that had that trailer in, and I just like closed my eyes, covered my ears, like blah 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 blah, don't want to hear anything. And while I'm not disappointed that I didn't watch the trailer, I think Last Jedi has maybe one of my favorite trailers of all time.
2: It was a solid trailer.
0: It's super powerful, um, so I don't know. I think I'll probably stay away from trailers for, um, I guess, any big Marvel or DC movies or mainline like numbered entries in Star Wars. But for the for the one-offs, like I don't, I don't really care. It's just because I, like, I, I like surprises. I will say that this trailer
1: so. is just really cool, and it will if you're like teetering on like I don't really know if I care I, yeah, I mean that's me exactly it. but I I think that a lot of people change their minds but some but people who are like hard dug into the' like I don't care about this at all just are like I don't care
2: but my thing whatever. my thing was it wasn't a trailer that I felt really spoiled on anything I'm not a person that watches something once and is gonna remember it to every detail um, mm-hmm. I watched it once it got me really really excited. I'm not gonna watch it again unless it's in a theater or something and it comes on. But mm. um, I'm not gonna remember any of it by the time it comes out in a month. Yeah, or um, whatever.
0: Yeah, I definitely would, yeah. but I'll still watch it anyway. It sounds cool. So it doesn't. It doesn't even really tell you the
1: plot. No, the only thing you know is like we're going. To, we're going on a job. They don't even say what the job is. They're just like train and They're
0: like sweet. Yeah. And then see, that's that's what I like of cool things. Those are the, It should be a tease. It should just tell you, okay. Here's maybe the kind of thing that you might that this movie might be about and then we'll just leave it at that.
2: Well, and you know how Those sometimes are the best types of trailers sometimes trailers are like a scene happens like you're talking about in uh, Justice League or Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. where it's like <laughs> there's a scene and you're like that is going to be the best scene of the movie. I didn't feel that way at all when I watched the solo trailer. So I wasn't like yeah. I wasn't like, They're like that. Scene is the best, and there's not gonna be a better one. I here's feel like the
1: that. here's the tiny slice of what's gonna be the coolest part. Yeah, yeah. like Ugh! like you don't really get enough mm-hmm. like enough to. uh My favorite part in the whole trailers when Han says something like like what could go wrong, and then Chewie's like and he goes, "Wow, what do you know?" Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, that's pretty that good. Line. It's good because I'm like that's totally that's totally them. Yeah, like them yeah. too. Like. Um,
2: <sighs> until
0: this, until uh, also, that moment when you told me that I, I was like I was like is this gonna be good and now I'm like dang I, I mean I actually could is, use some more
1: Han and Chewie it's written by here's the thing so I know the director's changed and all that but that doesn't matter it's written the script has never changed in the entirety of production it's written by Lawrence Kasdan who wrote Empire Strikes Back my favorite movie and, of all time and uh, Force Awakens
0: uh, my w- way my, way down the list on my favorite movies yeah and uh it's just it looks good.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be it just good.
0: looks fun. Speaking speaking of that, since you mentioned Force Awakens, uh a a previous a previous uh host on this podcast, uh Martin Galazzi, said that the Force Awakens was his favorite Star Wars movie ever. Which I think is a ridiculous thing to say. However, I'm curious to know where that stands, uh, you know, as... I mean, obviously, Andrew has some action figures there mint on card. Uh, Josh hosts his own Star Wars podcast. Like, yeah, if I want to talk to people who, Wars love Wars Wars, right here, and, uh, who love Star Wars, and who love Star Wars just as much, if not more than me, like, these are the people to be talking to, Where, where do the recent... Movies rank with you in the in, you know, in the overall pantheon? Pretty high. Um, I I I have. It's funny.
1: I'm kind of a hypocrite because I I'm like I hate ranking them. Like just like them, it's fine. But then I also have a ranking in my head. Of course you but, do. So uh, what is it? So it's it's Empire up right up top. Of course. And then very closely behind is the Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, and then I would say a New Hope below that and then it's probably return and then force awakens and then rogue one three one two okay probably yeah um i but i have a uh, there's a thing that um there's a video series that you should go watch by a youtube channel called movies with mikey it's very good it's called how we see star wars and one of the things he opens up with is, like, you can pick out any movie from this entire franchise at random, and I guarantee you it's someone's favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. Yes. And, and I was like, because I'll say that on the show sometimes. I'm like, you know, Attack of the Clones, as much as I am, like, that is not my least favorite, there's things I like in it, but for the most part, I'm like, this is seems so unnecessary, a lot of it. Someone out there, there's someone out there You know, at there are a number that you're interacting. There are a number of someone that that's their favorite one. Yes, you know, so it's but and for us on our show we don't like to exclude people, so we're like try to remind ourselves of that constantly. It's like okay, Attack of the Clones is someone out there, possibly someone who's listening to our show. That's their favorite Star Wars. Yeah, so
0: don't dump on it too harshly because then you know you make them feel bad for liking something. I just don't like I don't like dumping
1: on stuff in yeah. general i like talking about the good things about things like i'm, I'm
2: not yeah don't gatekeep people that's a yeah you know.
1: um so whereas somebody out there that's might why say even in my that's why even in my lightsaber video where i was like what's the f- when you think of star wars what's the first thing you think of and i rattle off all that stuff and the last thing i say is jar jar and then i'm like well for someone it's probably jar jar yeah like as this like offhand thing that's because for some kid out there when they think of Star Wars, that might be the first thing they think of. So
0: whereas know. I would say with all the CGI, the Clone Wars is really more machine now than man. You would say they're still good in it.
2: <laughs> what? I I got it. <laughs> I got it. Brian. it was, I thought it was pretty it was good. That was creative. Okay. Um, Thanks, buddy. I think I think A New Hope is my favorite. Um I just it's hard to get passed up just mostly nostalgia, I think. Um, a New Hope was the first Star Wars I saw. I remember like, my grandparents had this huge corduroy pillow that I would lay on the floor and watch it on VHS. <laughs> and I remember like, I fell in love. I was like six are, or something. Or there seven, are a and bunch of kids
0: out there who are like, there are a bunch of words I did not understand. <laughs> What's a what corduroy is a VHS? pillow? What is
1: corduroy? <laughs> Andrew, I don't know if you have these. I, I still do. have these. Yep, those are the ones. Are the, the last time they released the original cuts on VHS, uh, when My I My parents a kid, have
0: those and they refuse to give them to me. <laughs> just steal them, Brian. Do it for the good you of... Make sure it's well, in yeah, their will. I mean, and also, I don't have a VC, uh, VCR. Neither do I.
1: You can get them for like $10. I, 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 so I literally bought one so that if I ever get the weird need to watch the original cuts that I can... For
2: those that are watch. listening, we're yeah. just showing oh, old VHS. This is when Star Wars didn't have A New Hope on it. Um, this was just when yeah. they released it on
1: when it was just Star Wars um,
2: yeah we're just showing off old VHS no, that's all we're it doing it didn't
1: get didn't get rebranded until the 90s when that VHS came out when they were getting ready to do the special editions and all. Um, I also have the DVDs and I have the Blu-rays so, down there but, uh, what, but what I was going to say was when I was a kid I watched all of them but I watched Jedi the most and when Force Awakens was coming out I got a VCR so I could watch the original cuts again I watched A New Hope the VHS is totally fine I watched Empire VHS totally fine. And when I popped in Return, I had watched it so many times that the frames go like up and down <laughs> super fast like in this weird skippy motion. It's so messed up, but it's nice. it's cuz it was it was it was loved. But I, as uh, I got older, Empire became my favorite.
2: I did an interesting thing. I dated this this young lady for a short amount of time that Hopefully ran, not too many, it, Andrew, thing. come on. <laughs> that ran a uh, she was the <laughs> like the head lady head young gal at um at a movie theater and it was an old independent movie theater and she had <laughs> never seen Star Head little Wars. girl.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she had never seen Star Wars. <laughs> uh, episode title <laughs> um, Andrew dated a little girl oh God. <laughs> Um, so she had never seen star Wars and I have the DVDs of the, I call it unmolested version, um, where there's like no special effects, but they're basically just the VHS version on a DVD. Um, so what we did is, so you have the despecialized. specialized. Yeah, no, it's not despecialized. It's oh. actually officially released by Lucasfilm. They're, they have theatrical. Oh, those are really hard to get the theatrical version yeah. and the, and the, like the official version, yeah, both on DVDs. Those are expensive. Um, so I have those, and... My parents used to have those,
0: and I think they sold them or lost them in a move or something like that. And I'm like, those go for like $400 now.
2: Jeez, yeah. That's a shame. It's like, real shame.
0: It's really aggravating, because it's like, I would totally be able to watch that right now.
2: Yeah. Like... Yeah. I you um, can get the despecialized version, which is... I mean, they took like Blu-ray cuts, and I like, put it all together. But um, yeah. So yeah. she had never seen Star Wars. We, um, like at 11 at night, the theater was like done with showings, and we would... So for two weeks in a row, we went in and saw New Hope. And then it was. So we saw we watched them in theaters. We watched the theatrical cuts in theaters, which I was like, you know, in an empty theater, just the two of us. It was cool. And then, um, and then, uh, Force Awakens, which is my second favorite Star Wars movie, was coming out. And the Cinerama, the theater up here in Seattle, it's like a laser projector. Um, They were doing a marathon of episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six before the midnight premiere of seven um so we saw six and then seven it was it was cool it was really cool watching it back to back um we watched six and then like seven like the premiere came out it was really awesome it was a good time nice she's sounds uh, she just she just got married shout out to marley
0: to not to not you <laughs> to
2: not know to, an, to, to
0: another to a very young boy <laughs>
2: to, <a> very <laughs> to another boy five years, years old can <laughs> you believe it <laughs> um Wow, what a good! That was such a good forty minutes of just TV and movie chit chat.
0: Star Wars. I, I
2: do have something. I, I typically I come into the, come into this podcast and I don't have anything to talk about. I do have something to talk about this week. Okay. It's, well, let's hear it. It's politics and racism and just games with meaning. So I had two examples, okay. two and a half examples. Far Cry Five just came out. A lot of people okay. were disappointed let me get done with my spiel and then we can dive in. A lot of people were disappointed that it wasn't political enough. Like it was political in the wrong ways. People were hoping that it would like make a statement about Trump and like, and um, like America and like where we stand right now. And it just didn't, it just wasn't, I guess it wasn't what people were expecting. So I, I saw a lot of articles, um, people complaining about that. Um and then I popped in Mafia 3 last night cuz I'd never played it and it was it's like remastered for Xbox One X or whatever. You can play it in 4K. Yeah. Um and I, I was just bored so I popped it in and I had heard about this before I played it, but I hadn't read it. Um so I'm going to read this real quick. They have a uh a racism warning before the game starts. Um uh, it's pretty short, so I'll just read through it. It says Mafia 3 takes place in a fictionalized version of the American South in 1968. We sought to create an authentic and immersive experience that captures this very turbulent time and place, including depiction of racism. We find the racism beliefs, language, and behaviors of some characters in the game abhorrent, but believe it is vital to include these depictions in order to tell Lincoln Clay's story. And then lastly, it says, most importantly, we felt that to not include this very real and shameful part of our past would have been offensive to the millions who faced and still face bigotry, discrimination, prejudice and racism in all forms. Um, and I just thought that it was like super cool. They did that super cool. They, they, you know, had this message at the beginning of the game. Um, I was kind of curious how you guys feel about video games with meaning, like political statements in video games, like video games are, are like an art form. We're getting d- We're going deep. Just, just so you
0: know, just so our listeners know, as Andrew is giving this like just impassioned pitch, about, oh man, you know, just the wonders I wasn't of gonna say anything, video games but. with meaning and all this sort of stuff. He takes his cat and just throws it on the floor. <laughs> he was getting on he here. He up to his microphone <laughs> and he's just like, hold on, nope. <laughs>
2: Sucker. He was climbing up here. He was climbing up here, and he was gonna rub on the mic. It was interrupting my spiel. He, he and then of course I just, do the, I just do the like you like push them <laughs> enough where they like hold on to the edge, and then they just jump down. And of course he landed in a big paper bag. And I'm not uh,
0: gonna edit out that no, thump because I heard it,
2: and it was great. It was. He landed in the paper bag, and then like rolled out. It's he's he's a big lump of fur. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the last little portion of the games that make me feel Celeste, which released on Nintendo Switch, did it release on PC too, or just Switch?
1: It is. Yeah, they released on the same time.
2: Because I I just don't pay attention yeah. to PC releases anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, have
0: I don't have it yet, but I am planning to get it
2: soon. It's fantastic. Super touching storyline. Um, and I posted something on my Twitter yesterday at Andrew Alerts. Um, if you want to follow me, uh, Ooh. it was it was um. Uh, a, a fan art piece of like a reflection. So I, and I just said that you know, like anyone that's ever faced like depression or like anxiety or uh, any sort of mental illness, which I believe is 99.99% of everyone that's ever lived, um, you owe it to yourself to play this game. It was like, so touching, and it uh, it really felt great to to play through and feel like I wasn't alone. And then like like I don't know, it just made me have all the feels. All the feels. So, kind of curious how what what you two, how you two feel about games like being more than just um, like a release, like a, being like an art form, or having or having a meaning, or you know, like how, how do you feel about games being political, that kind of thing?
0: I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think, I mean, there there are there are things that games can do that can change people's minds. Who won't be changed, otherwise?
2: You have an example. Example, of course. Gone Home.
0: There are people who, so, I I know, and I guess mild spoilers for Gone Home, but that game's been out for forever. But like, there are, there are games out there that portray and represent people groups that some video game players may not know personally. They may not interact with. They may not understand their lifestyles, their struggles, their challenges with I guess self-identification or relating to other people and things like that. And so to be able to experience that in a game, I think is incredibly valuable for so like for example, if you don't if you don't have any gay friends, you, it's, it's a lot easier to believe what people say about certain types of people if you don't know a member of that group.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: If you've never met a black person, it's really easy to believe whatever people tell you about them.
2: Or even if you have and you've just never gotten to know someone exactly. of, a, of a race that you're yes. not familiar with, that kind of thing. I agree. Right. I absolutely agree. Yeah, The same
0: is true for the LGBTQ community. Um, like the same is true for all like all types of people um, if you don't have first hand knowledge you just have to take what other people tell you Yeah. and so I think that having games that say things about so for example I've never experienced uh, racism and discrimination that I know of um, but one of my good friends um, who I've played music with on a number of occasions uh, who is black his name is Mac Uh, he and his mom were driving through Mississippi or Alabama or one of, you know, he was driving through the South. I think he was going on his way to Georgia and he, he went up to a McDonald's and there was a cop car sitting outside. And like, there's tons of people going in and out all over the place, you know, getting big Mac meals and sodas and fries and all that sort of delightful stuff. And he and his mom walk up to it and the cop says it's closed. And he's like, what? He's like, it's closed. Move on. Get out of here, boy. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, Yeah. The guy the cop told him that if he didn't want any trouble, he would just keep on driving through their town.
2: And this was like, it's just like last year. This wasn't like fifty. This was like 60 yeah, this ago. was like three years ago. I've like, never experienced like, anything like, like that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's I've like, definitely seen racism. stuff husband. that stuff still happens. Yeah. Um and so shining a light on that with a game like Mafia Three, I think is awesome because it's like it, it it highlights the fact that like we can't rest on our laurels we can't just sit there and let these things happen we have to fight against this sort of injustice and make sure that we include people and i think that, that like the fight to include like the whole me too movement like i would not be at all surprised if we're you know 6 months to a year out from an indie game about sexual harassment
2: yeah in yeah. fact there was a um, recently there was like one of those things where if you're a dev and you're going to G D C like you get a big group of people and you're like doing like a cross country train or whatever and what they did is they, they said, Okay, we're gonna start developing we're each gonna oh, start a developing jam. a game. Yeah, train jam. Yeah, yeah. You, like, start yeah, start developing a game when you get on the train and then like the game's gotta be finished by the time you got there. I think they did one there was a group and I, I don't remember who I, who I'm following that posted about it where it was like All their games were about accepting people. Like one was like the whole game is you just ran around and you accepted your friends' pronouns for like what they Mm. wanted to be called. Um, And that was the example I saw. But so I think like even now, like there's there's little games coming up. But I think you're right. I think there is going to be a large step towards towards that in the near near nearish future.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's that's how I feel about it. The Far Cry Five thing I think is interesting because. The uh from I mean Far Cry five has been I mean if you know anything about Ubisoft, Far Cry Five's been in development for a while. Yeah. Um for a couple of years. Um from a global Yeah. Yep. From like eleven studios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like,
1: that's the way Ubisoft works. Yeah. Like, Which is awesome. Tons of different studio not you know, tons of different studios all work on the same thing at the same time which is how they get stuff done like slightly faster
0: and they opened Uh, three studios in the last month including one that is just focused on developing new technology for their open world games to make them better um Mm -hmm. which i thought was ridiculous but they also
1: have so much money to throw around they can do that kind.
0: they really they really do and thankfully you know thanks to that like 10 cent uh vivendi agreement now they don't have to worry about being hostilely taken over so they can just actually control all their stuff but from my understanding people went into far cry 5 expecting it to be out of trump uh, about like trump's america and different things like that yeah but it's actually about like cults yeah yeah it's not re i i um hmm.
1: i was i was surprised and also not surprised i played a little bit of far cry th- uh almost said three far cry 5 and it really it's weird because it it, it is almost like it has literally nothing to say yeah. but at the same
0: time says something like it's
1: it's a little strange
0: well it, i feel like it's it, it's trying to say stuff just not about what the zeitgeist is right now like it's trying to say stuff about like sure. cult, uh, like like uh what is it um cults of personality Sure, like the it, the whole Branch like Davidians and David Koresh and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's like if we're gonna set it in the U.S., like what what would that look like? Well, what would the villain of the United States look like? And it's like, well, we can build this you know cult of people who are like you know. Uh, they're not like you can't call them racist because they're not actually racist because there's like tons of black people in it too yeah yeah uh they're brainwashers. It's, it's
2: a cult it really is it's a, yeah
1: it is a cult and it's it's this very it's this very like america is is very inundated with its whole like religious cults and all that stuff and like we've seen it a bunch like you mentioned with the the koresh thing and like the rajneeshis and all that stuff which by the way watch wild wild country on netflix it's fantastic yeah i've been meaning uh, to watch that real good it's infuriating but real good uh those are the worst (laughs) it's like oh god i don't know how much more of these people i can deal with but then you keep watching because you're like i just i gotta know Mm -hmm. like i gotta know what's what's gonna happen next (laughs) uh but it is it is weird how the game i think a game informer on their podcast they were saying like who like does it punch up or down and I think the guy who reviewed it said, like, honestly, it doesn't even clench a fist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it like, its mere existence is sort of, the, like, very anti, um, you know, like, this brainwashing cult of personality. The way that uh, religious fanaticism can be a bad thing. And they show that in, like... And the, the game's not saying religion is bad because, I mean, one of the characters you fight alongside is literally a priest uh, who, like, has a gun and his Bible and stuff and he's, like, reading Bible verses. He talks about God and, like, all these ways. All
0: I can, like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> well, I can think <laughs> I about is that guy from Lost. those
1: people
2: are wrong. All I can think about is Half-Life 2. I haven't watched
1: Lost, but it's it's just like... Preacher. I guess when you... Yeah, so, because we're living in Trump's America, I guess people expected this sort of... <laughs> like anti-racist anti-right thing and it's not even
0: really that
2: which is interesting it's because really it, it was absolutely in development before trump was even yeah, on the map that's exactly yeah.
0: that's that's kind of the the thing that I was talking about is like he would like <laughs> I mean how far along I mean the last year of development on a far cry game like far cry this is one of the most like their biggest like It's, it's not Witcher 3, so it wasn't in development for that long.
1: You know <laughs> it's what I mean? Big, it's a big enough franchise for them where they could, they've had four sequels before this.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, so there's that. So like, obviously, there's no requirement. And here's the thing. There's no requirement but, for Ubisoft to address this issue.
1: There's not, but here's the thing. Like, God, I'm like forgetting what I was going to say. But, it 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 is telling that it's touching on kind of it almost like starts to dip its toe in some very sensitive subjects and then doesn't say anything about them and it's it's telling also that it's made by a studio that is Global Studio Yeah, are they even based studio in the that US? Doesn't Yeah, that doesn't really I mean, there are Ubisoft offices here. Like, yeah. I li- I live close to the San Francisco office. But Again, it's telling that it's 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 not a primarily like American studio. It's Yeah, their headquarters its roots are in Canada-based. Its roots are not based in here. Whereas, which you brought up earlier, Mafia 3, that was developed by 2K. 2K is like 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. Like Marin County. Yeah, California, I was going to say 2K Marin, you know? yeah. Like not only is it a uh, I'm going to say primarily left-leaning area, even though there are right-leaning people here. Yeah. Uh, it's a very um, open-minded area. And and also it's America, which is... Which America. Our country's entire history is rooted in race relations. So, yes. And so mismanaging like, them. Yeah, so them saying what they said at the beginning of the game makes sense coming from a studio in a left-leaning area in a country that's entire history is focused on the mismanagement of race relations whereas a game like Far Cry really is just kind of shooting bad guys and getting better guns like I mean I'm, but at the same time at the same time like you you can you can you can say that maybe the devs didn't have like you can criticize them for not saying anything because I think it's valid like they're touching on some sensitive things at a sensitive time, but not really saying anything about it. And I'm not saying, and and that's my way of saying like people who are criticizing the game are not wrong to criticize it, but the people who like me are just like, it's just a video game and I wasn't expecting it to like, are also not wrong. But I, I, uh, I think the discussion around it's
2: very interesting because it's just very strange. I hadn't, like I hadn't it's such, thought of it it's that way. It's a
1: very strange thing.
2: I hadn't thought of it that way. It would have been inter- it would have been interesting if they would have just made a comment at the beginning, like we understand that this is like I mean, because a comment at the beginning you can put it any time, even though the game was in development for six years or whatever. You could, yeah, they can patch it. and You, put you one. can just like toss a yeah. message in at the beginning, saying like this is a, this is a pretty violent time. This is like a. Like I, we understand that a lot of people are divided in this respect. This is a game that we didn't go out to try to push an agenda on or make it truly political. And we understand that that might upset some people. But um, we made this video game to be a video game, and, and we hope you still enjoy it. And and I think that would have been uh, enough to satisfy a lot of people. And it, I don't know, would have been interesting.
0: Or or even like or even like we're trying to say some stuff. It's just not. It's not about this. It's yeah. about this thing over here. You yeah. know. Yeah. You know, yeah, but that's kind of stuff.
1: That's the kind of stuff that should come out in the narrative, and I guess people were expecting it to come out in the narrative, but it never did.
0: So, now,
1: you said you've only played a few yeah. hours, right?
0: Yeah, and then I I got kind of bored. <laughs> I just yeah. stopped. Okay. Uh, I I I almost was gonna ask if there was anything about like gun rights, because I know that like you know with no. some of these things like that, that that's even more. That's way more recent. Although there have been like. Sure. There's been conflict about that for ages. Yeah, that's not a new um, topic. So sure, it's just it, been a highlight in, more recently. Especially
1: in video games, no, that's not yeah. even a subject at all. Yeah. Like, which makes if sense. If anything, the game, like, glorifies guns. You know, well, way. sure. But, but again, it's a video game about shooting bad guys. So. Yeah.
2: It's and but and with all that said, I think that it, it is important to also have, just have video games to be video games and just have fun like another Ubisoft studio, Ubisoft Milan put out Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle and it's just a, Which is amazing. It's an incredible game. Yes. Um, and crying dev David David. I don't know, I don't really David know. Soliani? Yeah. David Solyani? Yeah. He um I actually DM'd him or he DM'd me, gave me the address. I shipped out my game to them, the box he got the devs. He like had the devs sign it. Like he signed it. Um, sent me back like a little care package. And Grant Kirkhope had me send it down to him. So my whole yeah. my box is all signed up. It's who did
0: the Grant Kirkhope? Who did the soundtrack for the yes. game?
2: Yeah. So um, it's a
0: it's a good, real fun soundtrack.
2: Also. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a good, fun game that just like you just sit down and don't have to th- like. I, so I. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like I'm, I'm glad that there are games that exist that have like meaning and make you think deeper. I think there's also definitely a place for games that just don't have any of that. Sure,
0: but whatever. I mean, the well, and even if right. and even if we were gonna have like Mario, like even if we were gonna have games address like abduction and sexual harassment and unwanted attention. Like you don't want Mario and Bowser and Peach covering that. Like that's not who you want handling yeah, those I was, issues. I, I mean,
1: that's partially what I was gonna argue is like Mario is the Mushroom Kingdom. It does not take place in our world, whereas Far Cry does. Like Far Cry's not operating on this idea that it's an alternate history. Although Hope County things, is fictional, that, right? That too, but at the same time, it's still in a real place.
0: It's in. It's yes. in like Wyoming or Montana, it's right? In, yeah.
1: It's in like, montana which yeah. is in the united states which yeah. exists that's... and so it's operating under all these things that actually exist although things that actually happen too so it's so if it's, i may interject you can't escape it you know what i mean you it's like you're you can't separate it from when it was made not only when it was made but where it was made and what where it takes place and all of the history and things around that that's like if you made a game in like during, you know, the civil rights era, like in mafia three, but you never addressed that that whole thing was going on. Like you made this world that like, you're not, you're not actually making something faithful to the time period. You know what you get what
0: I'm saying? Like, uh, that may be true, but let me interject and say that if we take the Super Mario Brothers movie as canon, then the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom is actually just below New York City because they went down in that little paddock. I, I, I will also, well. also and I take say back that, like, everything I said,
2: <laughs> I will also say that, like, like Mario and Peach and Bowser, like, well, I don't know about Bowser, but they have sexes, like, and the, there is something to be said about. About how, like, the woman <laughs> has always needed to be saved. Like, they're like, like. That I mean, yeah. And the whole and the Zelda like, and Link thing, yeah. yeah. That bothers a lot of people. And, it's just like, a
1: tired. Oh, it's a tired trope, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a
1: cliche. Old, which is why, like, in the Mario Rabbids trailer, I liked that the Rabbits come after Peach, and then they show her like they're like, "Oh no, we gotta save her!" And then they turn around and she's like blowing them all up. Yeah. Already. She's a badass. And you're like, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. And then also that's why the outro. I'm not gonna spoil the ending of. Mario Odyssey is like super impactful. Yeah. Also.
2: Yeah. But, but I, digress. I don't know. Um, Brian, you got something? You got something on your mind? You look like you got some little well, something cooking up there. I, I have I have so you so had many a things. massive list last week that I see you've pared down, <laughs> but
0: yeah, of course you of had course. a oh
2: well this is last week's list, but you had a you had a pretty good, pretty good list. We yes do, indeed we could talk about so go ahead well what, what, what do you want to I'll talk say about? overwatch because i think you both oh yeah i mean i know that was uh, on josh's list but
0: okay that's i mean that's why yeah you want to talk about yeah. overwatch josh sure i just haven't played oh, i haven't played in ages the time you're i haven't so played by the time hot, you're hot, listening
1: hot to hot this uh the overwatch uprising event
2: that's the new that pbe happened. event right started happening
1: yeah, so it's the anniversary event which for they our do listeners, PvE this P
0: V E stands for player yeah, versus player environment. Versus environment. <laughs>
1: uh, this is the second time they've done it. So the first time they did it, they did um, there was a story mission where you played as Tracer, Reinhardt, Torbjorn and I think Mercy. And it was P V E, it was during the Omnic Crisis. it was Tracer's like first mission. There was a cutscene in the beginning. You played like a horde mode type thing. It was great. It was awesome.
0: You know, what's shocking to me is that literally the only other time that they did this was the last time that I played Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was uh, the last thing that I did in the game so, was doing Tracer's first mission. which So was this fun.
1: year they're doing that again, but it's called uh, it's uh, Overwatch Uprising. I think it was called something else last year. They're bringing that old mission back, but there's a brand new one.
0: I feel like it was tomorrow. also called Uprising.
1: It might have last been. year. Uh, huh? I can't remember.
0: But either way, that I might that be wrong. But that that, you played,
1: that mission you played before is coming back, but there's a brand new mission where you play as members of Black Watch. Like Ooh, the, the bad guys. So you play as McCree, Moira. Uh, Gotta be Reaper. Uh, Genji, evil Genji before he turns, I think. And then uh, Reaper, yeah. Yeah. Um, My so, boy. And you f- you fight robots, you break into stuff, and I'm, I assume there's cutscene and stuff. So,
0: Wait, I thought the robots were bad guys.
1: They are, well, they are, but I think the idea is you're breaking into some, like, facility thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. So the,
0: the um, bad guys are also going to have to fight
1: robots? Interesting. I mean i think part of the lore i it's funny because i'm not super versed in overwatch and i'm lore right now. definitely not the person to talk to uh, about lore of overwatch part of the lore is that blackwatch used to be part of overwatch or yeah. was like the seedy underbelly of it was overwatch,
0: the wetworks division basically, of basically. overwatch right
1: and then and then after they uh, broke up like they pretty much became villains and were like and then they became blackwatch or they became talon uh which is now like the villain organization like the the Legion of Doom of Overwatch basically. Yeah. Um and I think this is during that time when they're still part of Overwatch. So they're Blackwatch, not Talon yet,
0: which is so cool. Yeah.
1: Which I think is really cool. And and they've been releasing like villain Blackwatch versions of the characters and stuff that look freaking awesome. Uh so you're going to be able to get those skins and stuff. My my thing is uh and I know you guys haven't played Overwatch in a while, I think that this signifies that they're testing the waters for possibly including in the future or just collecting these over the course of the future and creating PvE story mode type things, but maybe not in the traditional way that... So not like a campaign? No. But maybe, maybe like PvE...
0: Cooperative raid content, if that makes sense. That would be fascinating. So And I, also not it, not only would it be interesting for them to do that, that would say new things to other big publishers and developers in the industry that you could release a really tight multiplayer game and then like peter out single player content or cooperative content over time. Which, which they I don't been doing. think I don't think has really been done before in a way that wasn't like set out from the get-go. Because, like, Destiny did that with expansions and stuff. But, like, you knew that going in. Whereas Overwatch, right. just a multiplayer game. Well, maybe, you know, people are getting really into the lore, you know. Yeah.
2: There's I feel like, like, I I that feel the like the what happened...
0: PVE t- Go ahead.
2: Well, it was just... I think what you're saying is, like, the, I think what happened is, like, they put out some PvE. The first one I remember playing was uh, Halloween. And it was just, like... Mm-hmm. A,
1: Halloween was the... Yeah, the Junkenstein. Yeah, and it was, like, it was like yeah.
2: four players play against just, like, waves. And then you... You, you know, you get through the waves and you win, or whatever. And I feel like it maybe was a surprise hit. People really enjoyed it. Like, I know, I loved it. So, yeah. If, so, I think maybe it being a surprise hit, Blizzard went, like, Wait a second here. Uh, maybe People really love say, this like, thing. Maybe we Switch, should get back to
1: it. it. TF2 has a co op mode called hmm. Man versus Machine. I didn't know that. And, and, uh, yeah, it's been out for years at
2: this point. <laughs> I never
1: played TF2, um, so. Oh no. yeah, me I played well. a lot. Of, I played a lot of TF2 before Overwatch came out. Yeah. So, um, and when Overwatch was coming out, people were like, "Are we gonna get the man versus machine mode? Like, are we gonna get the co-op just fighting robots mode?" Right.
0: Overwatch is basically the spiritual successor to TF2. Why, why don't you I give mean, me these other things that
1: it is modernized? TF2 is pretty old. I don't know if you've played it at all or recently. It is old feeling. That it, it it's. It's old. (laughs) It's been around forever. Uh, And Overwatch is sort of the modern take, the Blizzard-polished modern take on Team Fortress 2. Mm -hmm. So, uh, people were wondering, obviously, when are we going to get that kind of thing? And they started kind of releasing them. But what I was thinking was like, I mean, what if you had... I mean, what if you had content that they could release that was... took you maybe an hour to do... That had a story and cutscenes like the nice cinematic cutscenes that you get and maybe they release them like once a year or so. But like they have really challenging PvE encounters where you and your friends really have to uh, play the heroes you're good with and really specialize in how to maximize your powers and use the content and stuff while getting Overwatch lore content which a lot of people who don't know that Blizzard releases these comics online for free can consume that that content Hmm. because i think it's great i think i think it would be a fantastic way for people to experience the game but the i think the biggest problem with it right now is that you can only play it when it's going
0: on that's and that's the biggest bummer for me because it's like i don't like playing overwatch by myself pretty much period so, unless I can organize something... It's like Sea of Thieves. It's like, Sea of Thieves is fun, yeah. but, like, I wouldn't want to play that by myself.
2: No, neither do I.
0: Like, it's all yeah, about playing with I tried playing, playing with by
1: myself, and I was like, no, the fun of it is, like... You know. The, fu- the fun of it, to me, is... Doing wacky things and like getting drunk and barfing on your friends and stuff. Yeah.
0: Or <laughs> like, playing the or playing the harmonica or something or the you know, the accordion or whatever in yeah. front of your friend's face while he's trying to lower the anchor. You know? <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, so I think I think that's interesting. I am definitely interested in getting more into it because like I mean I, I, I own Overwatch on PC, like I I'm big into it like I'm big into the idea of it and it's just a matter of making it happen you know
2: um, what was the other game yeah. that came out right when Overwatch did and it just was a total
0: Battleborn Battle by 2K which we were talking about earlier just a which total went free to play
2: and then disappeared they took the and servers offline
0: same thing with uh,
1: well Paragon was different but
0: yeah because Paragon was actually a MOBA a straight up MOBA instead which, of, instead of like which people say people say Overwatch is but it's not it's a hero shooter no, it's completely it's TF2.
1: Yeah. Straight up. Like Yeah. Um But uh yeah, I'm excited to play it. I, I hope that the future of even as someone who likes playing competitive first person shooters, the future of Overwatch PvE content is bright. And I hope yeah. that they double down on it because there is definitely a the fan base wants it and uh,
0: And if know, anybody can make compelling games. content it's Blizz so
1: yeah they can take any genre and make it 10 times better than yep. everyone else makes it so which is just which is why ridiculous. i'm like when are they gonna make their when are they gonna make that battle royale game which maybe it's, they do, won't ever it's just, just gonna everyone's trying to
0: make it but but if they did it would be like okay well PUBG now really sucks and looks janky
2: yeah and PUBG even just yeah disappeared that's like, still there. I know I know, still but there. like Fortnite it's was just like yeah. Fortnite came out and everybody was it's, like, Look at Fortnite trying to copy PUBG and they're like, Oh wait. i kinda yeah, like Yeah, you know this. what's funny <laughs> is
1: I was I was pretty into PUBG, played it for a bit, and then Fortnite came out with their thing and that was I was like, Whatever, I'm still not playing it. And it wasn't until like season two started in Fortnite where I was like, I'm gonna try this and then I never went back to PUBG. I was like, I'm done. Fortnite's yeah. better. It's like so much more. It's so much more polished, and the art style's yeah. fun. And it's and the free, fun, and it's completely free. Uh, and everyone's playing it, so like your queue times are like four seconds tops. Yeah. So people uh, are playing it on their freaking phones. People are playing it on their phones, which is funny because they did you see that article where yes. like the te- the teachers are like, yeah. "This is ruining my classroom," and I'm like, "I got news for you." yeah we've all been playing video games this <laughs> whole time you just never know yes this.
0: yes what do you think I was I doing played, on my freaking TI-83 I made a yeah. Mario game and then I was playing it I was playing Snake we, on my phone yeah. in California
1: we have a class called State Requirements and it's it's a combination of our sexual education classes it's in junior high so it's a combination of our sexual education classes and our driver's ed thing so they separate oh, that's cool. it by your thing it's not cool it's horrible it's the worst class uh Especially since the we're going to teach before. you
0: what boning is, and also yeah. how to drive how your to car drive. out into the
1: middle of nowhere to yeah. do it. How to get to the place where yeah. you're going to do the boning. Uh, <laughs> but that class was so boring that I had my DS, and I had a GBA, I had the GBA copy of because I was obsessed with Fantasy Star Online at the time. I bought the GBA copy of the Fantasy Star Collection, which had the first three games on Game Boy Advance
0: which ironically I, cannot be played online.
1: Well no, because it's it's not a, No, cuz the original Fantasy Star games are not online. Yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. But that's uh, just cuz I was I was interested in the world and like the franchise and stuff. So I I ended up playing I ended up playing the entirety of the first Fantasy Star game during state requirements so this whole Fortnite's ruining my classroom thing is just bullshit because we were all playing like magic the gathering (laughs) like under our notebooks and playing on our game boy advance like we were doing picto chat on the ds drawing penises all right but you're not allowed
0: to use any of the eldrazi
1: (laughs) i don't even know what that is to be honest because i was playing i don't even remember when i stopped watch out for my black blue zombie mill deck i'm gonna get you i don't know what that is
0: (laughs) these are real things these I'm are sure they real are. Things.
1: I I uh, I was not that deep into magic. I never have never gone to a Friday night magic or anything. I played very casually. So. I just played with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yu Gi Oh was the one that I was like super invested in for a long time.
0: You know the funny thing is is you say that I was into the Star Wars collectible card game.
1: I had some of that for a while, and it was really good. It was actually it was made by the guy who made Magic. I actually have the um the Living Card Game for Star Wars, and it is fantastic. It is really good. The problem is that uh, Fantasy Flight isn't really supporting it anymore because they released Star Wars Destiny. And that's, that's a, a new shame. card game. Yeah, I got, I so got
0: big into the Star Wars collectible card game, and I had like, I finally got like a Boba Fett, and I had a I had a black border Darth Vader, and I had the Stormtroopers, and all that sort of Was stuff. Was that
1: the one where you had uh, ground and Space. Yes. At the same time? Okay, yeah. yeah. Because I remember uh, we had to go visit our family in Oregon once. My dad and I were so bored. We found this hobby shop, and they had, like, the starter kit for that game, the Star Wars Yeah. Uh, TCG, and we played that the whole time. Because we were like, I have to kill boredom. Like, I hate yeah. being here. So I remember we did that. But, yeah, and if, I you, the, if you yeah. love that game, you should try... The living card game because it is fantastic it's asymmetrical so both you someone plays empire someone plays rebellion and both players decks work completely differently it's really cool interesting so the, yes so the way it works which makes sense
0: a, because like the you know for an insurgent yeah. rebellion like you can't you don't have the same resources you don't have the same yeah like reach so the
1: way it, the way it works is like the empire plays a very defensive there's planets in the middle of the board that you have to try and take, and each planet has, like, their actual cards that have, like, bonuses and all the stuff that I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into. But, like, the way the basic way it works is the Empire is more of a defensive player and the Rebellion is more of a, an offensive player, and there's a dial in the middle of the board that's a Death Star, and it counts down to eight turns, and you turn it every time both of you take a turn. If it reaches eight, the Empire just wins. The Death nice. Star, like, blows up the base, so that the object of being the rebellion player is like trying to get as like, get I think destroy three imperial bases before uh, the Death Star counts down. So you have to be mm. like super aggressive and stuff, and it's really cool. It sounds hard to balance. It's I don't know. It seems pretty freaking balanced to me. It's That's really awesome. fun. That's uh, awesome. And there's a card that the rebellion pe- uh, player can play on the first turn that changes the entire objective of the game. It turns the Death Star dial into an actual piece on the board. And if the Rebellion can destroy it, they win the game. It's such a good card game. I keep, I just hit my microphone, but it's really good. Uh, <clears throat> I would I would look it up if you like st- if you like card games at all. I wish they made a digital version of it because it's fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great, like a Hearthstone yeah. version yeah, of Hearthstone. that game would I be. Would play they, oh, that same that. company, the Fantasy Flight, they're releasing their they have a Lord of the Rings TCG also uh, that they are releasing on Steam. They're releasing hmm. a digital
2: version of it, ah. which is
1: also supposed to be very good.
2: I'm just so, bad at card is games. Is it
0: free to play or is it like twenty bucks or something like that? I don't remember.
1: I hmm. think I think you buy it. Okay. Uh, but the way it, it's a living card game, so the, I don't know if you know the difference.
0: Yeah, I think you were telling me about this before, and that you yeah. you wished that Hearthstone was that way. I wish Le- Hearthstone.
1: Yeah, so living card game for listeners that don't know is like instead of buying booster packs and like hoping you get that card, you just buy a set, and every card is exactly the same. So like when you buy the box that's that says this is the Imperial Insurrection expansion pack. Every single Imperial Instruction Expansion Pack is exactly the same. It has the same cards in it. So, like, you're getting all the same stuff. And the goal is just to build better and more unique decks. Not to buy tons and tons of cards until you get the things you actually need. So, if you're like, I want to build this specific deck, the cards I need are in these two Expansion Packs, I just go buy those Expansion Packs. I don't have to keep buying card packs and, like, trading with people and hoping I get stuff. Yeah, and so really
0: you don't have to nice. spend weeks and months and stuff like that trying to build yeah. your freaking cube lock deck in Hearthstone. You just <laughs> go buy the one thing, yeah. and, then and then you by, can make whatever you want.
1: Yeah, and then by the time you actually get it, there's a new pack out, and you're like, dude, that's literally obsolete.
0: That's literally my situation because I just made a, a my first real deck, like competitive deck that I use in ranked in Hearthstone, is a Zoo Warlock. Which apparently isn't very good anymore, and not only that, but like the recent tournaments, everybody's been using the cube warlock, which is a really expensive deck. It costs like ten thousand dust, and I feel super flush with dust right now, and I have just (laughs) over two thousand. And not only that, not only that, but next month, or no, not even next month, in like a week or two, uh, this week is it is it really this week (laughs) this week yeah this week witchwood is coming out the next expansion it's releasing all kinds of new cards that are totally going to throw everything into a tizzy so i'm just that's why i have like two and a half k dust and like 1600 gold is because i haven't been spending anything because why would i when i can get the new stuff after i see what's good just
1: pay 30 bucks and i'll just keep playing but
0: (sighs) yeah i don't i don't i don't know I would rather buy I rather buy Celeste or something like that than yeah you know fifteen exactly.
2: bucks yeah that's especially since
0: Celeste is one of the best games you'll ever play so agreed yeah. and I still need and I need to get Iconoclast too I've heard really good things about that I've heard like it, it reviewed it? just as well as Celeste and released waiting for released that to come and, like, to Switch
2: oh yeah um is is Chris coming back next week Brian yes. Yeah. He's back next week. Back to... Yes, he is. Back to your regular programming. Back in the saddle again. Uh, well, on he the road is, again. On the yeah. road again.
0: So he is, so he is doing... Uh, re- he was doing rehearsal earlier. I think he's currently, as we're recording this podcast, and probably while you're listening to it, you know, from now into infinity, he's performing, actually. Uh, so he's doing... He's He has performances tonight... Uh, on Monday, spoiler alert: We're recording this on Monday, super early this week. Um, so it'll actually the show so we will actually be going him live like on right Tuesday.
1: Now is what you're saying. I mean,
0: you can if you want. Tell him to like uh, break a leg or whatever.
1: Break both of his legs. Break uh, both your legs. I'm your. I'm the host now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good it's not like job. You can't podcast I hope you enjoyed your time off, Chris, because it's going on forever.
2: No, it's going to be like
0: execute order sixty nine. <laughs>
2: With like the Ooh, shocker, the
0: shocker, yeah. There you go, there you go. Double shockers? Oh my goodness! Very intense.
2: Yeah.
1: Unlimited
0: power. I'm immediately reminded to... of the little girl he dated that went to the theater. <laughs> oh, God, it. that was horrible. That was terrible. Uh, so so he's so he's performing tonight, tomorrow, and the next night. Then he gets one night off, and then he's doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's I think. big
2: boy. Wow.
0: So and then it, and then that's it.
2: That's it. Six
0: performances of this uh, of this thing, and then he's
2: done. So are you going? I thought you were going to say
0: like this travesty or something. (laughs) I
2: want to see it. Of this
0: shameful. I hope I hope somebody
2: records it because I want to see it after seeing that photo of him. (laughs) I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it
0: bad. Yeah, I Uh, at least want to hear him. Okay, when he comes back next week, we're going to have to have him sing some stuff for us on the show.
2: Yes. Yes. That'll be good.
0: That'll be very good. Uh. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I don't even. I, <laughs> I talked about a lot of stuff. I do need to wrap from up.
1: Tolkien to cool. racism to living card games.
0: So do we want to? Do we want to end there? I do. I need to.
2: I you yeah, two I need can to continue actually go make dinner, but I am starving.
0: All right. Well, how about we pimp all of our stuff? Uh, sure. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this. One of the more absurd episodes, <laughs> but I think one of the better ones, a lot of talk about Star Wars, a lot of talk about Tolkien, as Josh says, a lot of talk about card games and whatnot. Uh, if you like what you have heard, review the show. It's available on all sorts of platforms. Uh, you know, review us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or you know, like us on SoundCloud or whatever. Let us know how you feel. Hit us up on Twitter uh, and let us know any opinions you had about all the myriad things we talked about this week. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X.
2: Andrew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm still here. I didn't leave. Um, Excellent. Yeah, Twitter, Andrew Alerts or Nintendil or Amiibo Alerts, um, Nintendo.com. Um, you know what? Instagram. I've never plugged my Instagrams. Really period a wolf. Just like the animal. A-W-O-L-F. I got yeah. some travel photos there on there. Yeah. What about Joshua? Jo- Joshua?
1: Some good travel photos. If you'd like to find me and hear me and two of my favorite fans in the in the galaxy far, far away ramble about Star Wars for an hour and a half, uh, you can go to com or you can just search for Long Time Ago Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, other cool podcast services. This week we talked to Corey Helton from a subscription service called u where they deliver Star Wars books directly to your door based on your uh, current collection. And all U-tini. That stuff. U-tini. We also talked about just books in general and the kind of Star Wars stories we'd like to see in the future, as well as solo news and toy news and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Josh, and uh, yeah, I think that's about
0: it. I love how even though we covered a lot of stuff, we got to like maybe 5% of the stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I'm that's just sorry. how it goes on this ridiculous podcast. No, 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 it's great. What's here is golden, and you know what? That just means we got more fuel for the fire in the do, future.
2: You might have to do, what is it? So you said quad. What's eight? Oct, oct- Octa, yeah. Octa releases. You might have to do twice a week. Yeah, well that I mean then that would, would move be bi-weekly us,
0: yeah that would move us into bi-weekly yeah
2: because there's so much see but the thing is you'd get you you would do bi-weekly and then just get nothing done
1: you know what's you know what's crazy I listen to a show that's daily and I'm like I don't know how they do it
2: I don't either. Like, well, we could. Yes, I feel like we could insanity. talk daily and still get through about oh, fifteen sure. percent of what Brian wants to talk about. Just because, <laughs> just Jocko, what you I and I, want to talk, you and I are the just daily like Brian, nerd Shut rambles. up! Like, we're yeah. talking about Star Wars here. Okay, save your DBZ for another time. Save. what I don't even know. what you, We didn't even talk about anything you wanted to talk about. I feel like I. No, just, we didn't. I just. But ramble, that's and right. ramble and ramble.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let me just mention something real quick. Yeah. Uh, legendary DC uh, comic artist. Who's drawn like Superman and all sorts of stuff on a stream today drew Goku for the first time. Oh my goodness! And it's a really interesting picture. So go look up uh, Jim Lee on Twitter. Is it and Jim Lee Goku. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. it Is that like a wet dream his, of yours, Brian? Because he looks he looks his face looks really weird. <laughs> Dude, that looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool. Like it looks like it looks like Goku doing like a Superman pose, like when he crashes in the ground. Uh, it's but like, like
1: a western take on goku
0: yeah it's really interesting it's really interesting are you looking it up andrew also i looked it up yeah
1: jim lee's the man dude his art is so fantastic it really is wow. I mean, there are a lot of really good
0: dc artists that are that's right why he fantastic.
1: never like that's why he barely ever does books anymore because he's so expensive but also he's he owns like the, like a i think he's like a way higher up now in dc i'd so watch like, he that do as much art these days i'd watch
2: that what, you watch sure. what? I'd watch this Jim Lee. I mean, I'd. Watch, I mean, like, if it was like a... This a, Jim Lee. This a Jim man. Lee.
0: So, okay, so take yeah, Akira Toriyama out of the mix, make it Jim Lee's Dragon Ball Z. Oh, man.
2: Ooh. Ooh. I think you should t- you tweet that on the... Uh, I mean, well, you're going to tweet it, among other things, but you should tweet that picture, retweet it on platformers so people know what we're talking about.
0: What? Well, okay, you know what? I will. That's a fantastic idea. You should face we... swap that with... <laughs> with, with oh, God. With the... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> with,
0: God. With Chris
1: as cat in the hat. yeah
0: Put Goku's face on the cat yeah. hat yeah. Yes I'm be like did you
1: see this picture of Jim Lee
0: or that Jim Lee drew? Did you take this did, hey check out this weird outfit that' got Chris <laughs> in for his play. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> for whatever oh reason he's goodness. punching the ground? I yeah. don't know. yeah Do you so, ever
1: thought cat in the fat uh, cat in cat 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 the, the fat. The fat. <laughs> Dude, say I was so filled with so much. Stone rain. cold, Josh. How
0: dare you say that about Chris? That's cold. <laughs> Cat in the fat. That's amazing.
1: Who would ever thought a mistake would could create something
0: so beautiful? Now we know what the episode <laughs> title is. Yes. Uh, so I will tweet those out, those pictures out uh at the at Platformers Pod on Twitter. So you can find it there. Uh, when we are streaming, it's gonna be at twitch.tv slash the platformers podcast thank you so much for hanging out with us i don't know go go pet a marmot go read a star wars book go really go good, hey you know really what good ones Here, take ten bucks and go see a Star Wars.
1: Well, they're not in theaters right now, so you gotta wait. Unless you
2: date someone.
1: That's (laughs) yeah, you're dating a projectionist, then you can see it anytime.
0: Dating a three-year-old
2: projectionist.
1: How did that three-year-old become a projectionist?
0: (laughs) She's
2: very good. (laughs) I'm I'm signing off.
0: So yeah, so go, uh, go date a three-year-old projectionist and check out a cool Star War in the movies. Because until next time, we are
1: out. So many good episode titles.